Hey, everybody. Ooh, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 338 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is with Jordan, and it is a absolute delight. Seriously, this hour is going to rush by, and all you'll think when it's over is, oh, no, please, can I have more? Jordan is a 25-year-old girl who is newly diagnosed, and her outlook on diabetes is almost unlike anyone I've ever spoken to. It's very interesting to hear a person her age diagnosed right now and the experience they're having. Beyond that, she really is wonderful, and the conversation is absolutely terrific. At the end of this episode, I'll fumfer around looking for an acronym that I'll never be able to think of. But just so you know now, it's ASMR. Okay, real quick. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Speed talker. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Omnipod and Dexcom. Omnipod, of course the best insulin pump in the whole world, in my opinion, and it's tubeless. You can try a free, no-obligation demo of the Omnipod by clicking on the links in your show notes or the ones at juiceboxpodcast.com that lead you to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And of course, to learn more about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. There'll be more about these wonderful sponsors a little later in the show. But for now, this is Jordan. My name is Jordan. I'm 25 years old, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes January 15th of 2019 while I was 25 years old. So Jordan, I do a thing when people who are newer diagnosed reach out and want to be on the podcast. Sometimes I say to them, do it next year after you've lived with it. For mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, come on right now. I don't know why I get the vibe one way or the other when I do. Uh, but you were one that I was like, hey, let's let's get this together as quickly as we can. Now, for you know, coherency's sake for people listening, uh, what that means is that you emailed me in February, and now in August we're recording. So right away. Mm -hmm. Right, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry that it took so long. No, no, that's fine. Very cool. So I know you're a busy man and you're booked up, so. <laughs> you're, ver you're very kind to say that so that other people think that is true about me. No, no, I'm, it, <laughs> to be honest, it's uh, this was the year – that the podcast really showed to me like how, yeah. how it was growing because I am booking now sometimes nine months or a year ahead of when people ask to be on. And that's, yeah, that's amazing. Throws me off a little bit. Right. You're 25 now or you were, 20, yeah. you, you're, so you're still yep, the still age 25. you are. Okay. Um, is there any diabetes in the family? Not my immediate family. So on my dad's side, his cousin has type one diabetes um, and his uncle. So not any immediate family, but distant family. So nobody was walking around thinking, oh, my 25-year-old daughter is probably going to get diabetes any second now. Uh, yep, not at all. Just hit us all in the face. <laughs> now, when that happens and your father then, did your father live with your brother while, like, did your uncle have diabetes, I guess, when your, your father and he were kids, I guess? So it's actually my dad's uncle. So it's not your my father. immediate uncle. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no, that's okay. Um, but he didn't really see him that much. Um, so he wasn't really around 
the whole diabetes thing. He didn't really, I mean, my parents both knew the symptoms of diabetics and all of that stuff, but mm. they didn't really think their daughter would end up with diabetes. <laughs> and so, you know what, I was wondering if, if had he lived with a, a brother with it, was it, yeah, like, I, no. I was wondering what his reaction might've been. So you yeah. have a, um, your diagnosis story, I think, seems like it's worth telling. So, yes, um, I mm -hmm. don't. I don't usually just go tell me your whole story about being diagnosed, but I want to hear yours. In December of 2018, I actually got in a really bad car accident. I was at a Christmas party that my company was hosting, and I had two alcoholic drinks. I ate a bunch of food, a bunch of carby stuff. I ate chicken parm. I ate broccoli. Um, and I actually had pineapple juice. I didn't know at this time that I was diabetic, obviously. And I drove home thinking, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I was at the party for about six hours. I didn't have a drink for about three hours before I left. Um, it was really foggy and it was raining that night. I was in a really unfamiliar area and I ended up crashing into a curb on a rotary. So I had to call the cops. Cops came. Um, they thought I was drunk, so they arrested me. Um, still going through that right now, but I am fighting that I was diabetic at the time. I was experiencing symptoms before that, and it's funny because that day before I went to my party, I didn't really think anything of it, but I had um, Burger King for lunch, which I'm, I was always normally healthy. Burger King wasn't really my <laughs> number one choice, <laughs> <laughs> but I had Burger King. I had a large Dr. Pepper. I will never drink Dr. Pepper again. And I got home and two hours after I ate the Burger King, I actually threw everything up. Did you just think that was your body being like conscious of your health? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, I had Burger King. That probably wasn't the best for me. So maybe my body was just rejecting the Burger King because I haven't had fast food in so long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, that happened, accident happened. And 17 days after the accident, I was in the hospital in DKA. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. It, was, it was coming on and going away still like kind of ebbing and flowing and, you know, a little right. your blood sugar was higher. And it was, lower. it's interesting that you think about the, uh, the, like the fogginess of the, of the night. Do you think yes. was your vision, do you think blurred? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not because my of the vision fog, was right? definitely blurred. No, yeah. My vision was definitely blurred, and I was experiencing issues with my vision, actually. I um, work in front of a computer all day. So I was like, you know what? I think my eyes are getting worse because of me working in front of a computer and all that stuff. And it was actually because my blood sugar was too high. So I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that'll work out. Do you have a good feeling oh, that'll yeah. work out in court? Yes, I do. I have a very good lawyer now. Um, he definitely wants to fight for me because it's clear that I had diabetes at that moment because I actually had messaged my primary care on December 12th of 2018. And I was like, you know what? I'm drinking over a gallon of water a day. Um, I urinate a lot. My mouth is really dry. And I was like, I have trouble eating a bagel and blah, blah, blah. And my primary care actually never ended up responding to me. Um, so they actually could have diagnosed me before I even got in my accident, which sort of sucks. It's interesting how we 
kind of don't communicate still with our doctors properly. Like there's all this technology right. available and still no one's sort of put it together with how do you, how do you speak properly to your doctor? I have to say that Arden's endo is really responsive to emails. And oh, okay. we, I, I, I think I've said it on another episode, but Arden has hypothyroidism and we were able to yes. dial her medication in. Mm-hmm. in a matter of weeks instead of a matter of a year because it was try this okay here's another script go get a blood test you know like that kind of thing and it, right. it just it was so much more responsive and it really does sound like if someone would have responded to you that you would have had a different situation well i'm glad you're okay right mm-hmm. I'm, you weren't yes hurt? me too no i was not hurt in the accident um i wasn't going fast just hit a curb didn't hit anything or anybody else mm-hmm. thank god um but when I was admitted to the ER, I was with my grandmother and our hospital over here is sort of on a hill. So I'm trying to walk up the hill um, and I'm very shortness of breath. I can almost not breathe. Mm-hmm. So I was walking up the hill, walking up the hill and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe anymore. I was like, you know what? Nana, like I need to, I need to stop. I need to sit down for a second. So I actually sat on the sidewalk and she was like, oh no, 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 no. I'm going to go get someone. So I actually had to be wheelchaired into the hospital because I couldn't even walk anymore. I couldn't even breathe anymore. I guess it's a good sign. It's not a good sign when your grandmother can make it up the hill and you can't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm going to just, I'm going to divert for one half of a second and tell you that when I I was a kid, uh, they would decorate the, um, the Burger Kings, the McDonald's with these clings, like these big things they would stick to the window. So like every time they, you know, started a new campaign, it was almost like they kind of, you know, repapered the, the windows with these things. There was this giant Burger King. He was the size of the entire door. It must, oh it must have been like three feet wide and six feet tall. And there was a Burger King near my house. And I said to my friends one day, I'm like, we've got to get that out of here. And and they were like, well, I'm like, don't you feel like we need this? Like, you know, back then, like we all had stereos that were really big. I'm like, there was glass mm-hmm. doors on. I thought, wouldn't that be great on the glass door of a stereo? And so we did successfully steal that Burger King cling off of the oh, front wow. door. I just wanted to. <laughs> I was really proud of that for some reason, and I just want to tell you. Um, <laughs> okay, that's so, awesome. So you, so you have a, you've had diabetes officially for nine months ish. Not, yeah, not even for nine right? months. Yeah. So, yep. So this is a this is great. So great, not for you, but for the podcast. <laughs> for you, it's a horror. For the podcast, it's fantastic. Um, right. <laughs> so I'd like to know you're in a major metropolitan area, and you're diagnosed with type one diabetes and you know, January of 2019, Mm -hmm. how do you leave the hospital? What's the feeling going out the door? Like, what do you think this is going to be for your life? I'm going to start today talking about the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. Arden, of course, has been wearing the Omnipod since she was four years old. She's going to be 16 this summer. That's a long time. Arden has been wearing an Omnipod every one of those days since she was four. And it is an absolute staple in her diabetes care. As quickly as time appears to be going in that little parable, it's going even more quickly, quicker, faster. It's the right word there. As quickly as time's going by in that little parable, it's going even more quickly. More quickly can't be right. It's going even faster. That even sounds like wrong. What do I want to say? We're really, we're way past what I wanted to say now. All I wanted to say is, you know, everybody's sort of in their home right now and time's going by 
incredibly slow and incredibly fast at the same time. The days take forever. The weeks are going by in a snap. That's what I meant. It's late here. So you gotta just, I'm sorry. It's like 1130. I'm trying to get this done because it's not your problem. You don't care. Anyway, my point is don't wait to try the Omnipod, especially when they're offering you an absolutely free, no obligation demo. They'll put an Omnipod in a box and send it to your home. There, you will do whatever you want with it, honestly. I guess if you wanted to stick it to the roof of your car and tell people you were a police officer, I guess you'd probably have to color it like red and blue, but you could do that with it, but it would make more sense if you put it on your body or your child's body and tried it. See what it's like to wear an Omnipod for a couple of days. Take a bath with it, a shower, wander around the house, do your calisthenics. What is this, 1950? <laughs> I got it. There might be something wrong with me. My point is, it's free and there's no obligation. And you'll get to find out what you think of the Omnipod without taking any risk. Just go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. When you use that link, that's how Omnipod knows you came from here. So help me out if you can hit the link. You can find it right there in the show notes of your podcast player or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Or you can just type it in. Now, in my opinion, no diabetes technology suite, you know what I mean? Like S-U-I-T-E, suite, like a grouping of I'm, I'm, I think I had a stroke a couple of minutes ago, but that's not going to stop me from telling you about the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor and how amazing I think it is. I'm looking right now at Arden's blood sugar. It is, it's literally 1130 here and Arden's in bed. Her blood sugar is 93 and stable, but about an hour and a half ago, she was falling and I didn't expect it, but she was drifting down 105, 96, a little diagonal down arrow. And I could sort of tell by the pathway of the, of the arrow, this wasn't going to stop. And Arden was, you know, wanting to get a shower before bed. And I said, I think you just have to have just maybe 10, 12 carbs right here. And I know that from experience, you know, and, and I know that, hold on. I'm not editing this at all. I just, again, I'm sorry. Anyway, I know from experience that the pitch of that arrow, that line was telling me about 10 or 12 carbs. She took them in, went and got her shower, kind of bottomed out around 72 and came back up to this 93 number I'm seeing right now in stable. I was able to do that because of what I've learned from Arden's Dexcom G6 over the years. From using Dexcom for years and years and years, I can just interpret that line. My ability to interpret that line would be meaningless if that line wasn't there. Without that information, if Arden was just doing finger sticks alone, I never would have seen that drop. As a matter of fact, if we would have tested her right before that shower, I would have seen a blood sugar of 103 and thought, boo, this is perfect, go. But it wasn't, and Dexcom told us that. And it told us that in a way that helped us stop a low from ever happening and no rebound high. Now. You might notice the music's not playing anymore, but I hit a little stride there and I wasn't going to stop. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Let Dexcom know you came from the juice box podcast. More importantly, go find out more about it and get yourself one if you can. Seriously, best advice I could possibly give you. Get a Dexcom, get an Omnipod. And they're not sponsors of the show today, but get a Contour X1 blood glucose meter too. Links are in your show notes and at juiceboxpodcast.com. 
Okay, well, luckily the guy who recorded those ads is not the same guy that interviewed Jordan, so let's get back to it. What do you think this is going to be for your life? I felt like a new person. I felt like I didn't really even know much. I had a really bad experience in the hospital. I actually had to learn how to use an insulin pen by myself with YouTube. They just threw, um, it, threw it in the room and shut the door again? <laughs> like, here, Jordan, yeah, figure they, this out. <laughs> yeah, the nurses um, didn't even know how to use an insulin pen, which made me very, very scared. Um, so I was just like, you know what? Just give me my pen and I'll figure it out. So figured that out on my own. Um, of course my mother stayed in the hospital with me. She slept in my hospital room every single night. That's wonderful. She did not go home at all. She went home maybe for an hour each day to shower, but that's about it. So I walked out of the hospital, like I'm a whole new person. I'm going to have a whole new lifestyle. I am not going to be able to eat ice cream at 10 o'clock at night anymore. I'm not going to be able to eat this, this and that. Um, but obviously, I can eat whatever I want. That was just my thought when I was leaving the hospital. So, hmm. wow, that's sad. yeah, that's sad and, and and but understandable if they were like, hey, here's the thing that'll keep you alive. We don't know how to show you to use it, but you've got a phone. Right. Figure it out. But now, right. but I think that's kind of it, that's inspiring though, and I think it it to me speaks to what I think people can do about taking over their own care and and why mm-hmm. I you know on some level why I think the podcast is so important. So right. so you're given an insulin pen, you know nothing of it, and you're saying mm-hmm. YouTube is where you learned how to use it. Yes. Um, I looked up using an insulin pen on YouTube, mm-hmm. and me and my mom watched a video together. I tried it, and I that, did it. That was it. <laughs> That's really spectacular. And I think a good indicator to anybody listening that, you know, you can't, you can't, like forget you shouldn't. You can't just sit back and say, I'm getting incomplete advice. I guess this right. is this is my life now. I'll have incomplete advice. Right. Right. Yes. So, it's definitely doable by yourself. Yeah. So, um and go ahead. No, no. I was going to say that you you know initially said I felt like a new person and there was a moment mm-hmm. there was a moment where I thought you were going to go down the road where you're like I'm a new woman now like 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 exci- <laughs> you meant you, excitement. Yes. You meant everything about life completely <laughs> different day one starting over. Except, yes. except you don't get to be a baby and feel your way through it for nine years. Right, right exactly. <laughs> Completely frightening, or did you feel supported by your family, or what helped in that? I was very, very, very supported by my family. Friends came to see me at the hospital. My mom's friends came to see me at the hospital. My grandparents came all the time. My mother and father were always there. My boyfriend was always there. Um, so I definitely had a lot of support. The only thing is, is my family doesn't really know much about type one diabetes. So when I first got diagnosed, we were all on the internet, on Google searching, what is type one diabetes? What can we do to, um, do anything that helps type one diabetes and all this stuff. And going on the internet was probably not the best thing for me to do. Yeah. So I was going to say, did you find helpful advice or did you find people going, oh my God, everything sucks? Um, I did find some helpful stuff, but obviously I ran into like the complications and sort of scared myself. Yeah. So that was the only bad thing that I sort of saw. Wow. That's, um, 
a, a unfortunate downside of the, I think the need of the internet to help right. other people is that you're going to find, you know, I say all the time, like the internet's for like three things, right? It's email, pornography, and complaining. And so um, I don't really know that it's for anything else. And uh, and so you're, you know, people don't generally get online to be like, hey, you know what's amazing in my life? My CGM. And here's right. what, like, nobody takes the time to talk about things that are going great because you're hoping life goes great. You know, you, right. get, you get stuck on the things that aren't going well. And then there's yeah. so much bad information as your story kind of highlights, you know, Imagine other people who didn't think to go to YouTube when the nurse at the hospital said, hey, here's your insulin pen. Good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, then they make their way to the next person who was in that situation who says, this is what diabetes is. We're all screwed. And then they think, oh, I'm screwed. And then that's the path they go down. Right. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's really, um, it's inspiring to know that you found one way. It's sad to know that sometimes people bump into that other information. Yeah. I mean... I'm sort of happy I sort of figured it out on my own because I am 25 years old. I'm not 12 years old getting diagnosed, um, still a kid. So me figuring it out myself sort of made me think that I can do this on my own. This is doable if I just put my head together and try and do this myself. So I think it was helpful in a way, but... Obviously, it did suck at the beginning. So I, b I believe that too. I believe that it's um, yeah that it's something that if you have you know sort of the right entree into that you can work your way through with with a right. with a decent mindset and some luck. You know what I mean? Like you don't bump into right. some bump into some stuff. You've got you know insurance that'll help you. Those sorts of things. So right. th that that um that does lead me to that idea. Like you're 25. Like you're right on that precipice for like hey, get off your parents' insurance. Are you like a gainfully employed 25 year old? Are you a college student still or just so I went, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm still on my mother's insurance as of right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously I'm going to need to find my own insurance. I am employed at four different places. Um, I am a girls soccer coach right now. I'm a girls lacrosse coach in the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, so I work at a high school in my town. I actually went to that high school. I work at a insulation company. I work at Champ Sports, which is a sneaker store, mm -hmm. and then I work at Red Rose Pizzeria in Springfield, Mass. I believe so. I believe you're part of what they call the gig economy. Isn't isn't that <laughs> isn't that what they listen? You're 25. You're like I don't know. I'm trying to stay alive, but you know where people are, right. people are always looking for gigs. Like they'll they'll yes. right, right now it's like oh the you know uh, unemployment's fantastic. Sure, because someone like Jordan has five jobs, making the unemployment rate right. look low. <laughs> <laughs> four less open jobs because of Jordan than there should be. And a lot of, right. a lot of other people in that situation. So you've named a few jobs there. I'm not sure about the insulation company. Is there an opportunity in there for you to get health insurance with one of them? Yes. So if I were to be full-time at Red Rose, I would get health insurance through them. I'm only part-time right now. Mm -hmm. um, I am full-time at the insulation company and they do provide Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, so I will be looking into that option when the time's right, when you, when you have to get off and go, because right. I'm sure your parents Which, have better insurance than, yeah. yeah, yeah, they have helped New England and it's definitely helped a lot. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, it's just interesting yeah. that, and let me ask you, do you feel like, do you have, you know, you have five jobs right now. So 
do you have a job of those five that you think, I wish this was my forever job and I'd like to do this, but I'm going to have to go towards that because of the insurance? Like, do you feel that pressure? Um, actually, no. I want to get into law enforcement. So I none didn't of see these that jobs coming, really, Jordan. I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> none of these jobs I want to do forever. Okay. Why, um, why law enforcement, can I ask? I Yeah, so I sort of always wanted to be a police officer um, ever since I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Um, I just feel as though I want to provide people with safety. Um, I've always been sort of a leader. Um, I played three sports throughout high school. I was always a captain, and I would always look out for my teammates. So I was always that leader, that person that made sure everybody's safe, everybody's good to go. So, Well, that's excellent. What are the steps to do that then? What do you have to do? You, I mean, the police academy, do you, do you go through college for that or is it? You don't have to go to college to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. But I do have three and a half years of college experience. I just didn't end up getting my degree. I will be going back and getting it. But I just ran into some car insurance issues and issues that I had to um, start working to uh, make money. I, so. thought, I thought you were going to say I just ran into a curb, but I heard that <laughs> heard that story already. So yep, you did. <laughs> okay, well that's really that's a great thing. And so this is something you're going to be moving towards soon. Yeah, yeah. I actually applied to be a correctional officer, and I'm waiting to hear back from them. It's been quite a while. I passed the physical exam to be a correctional officer back in July. So I'm sort of getting impatient, but. Maybe a strongly worded email. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the diabetes doesn't get in the way of the idea of being. I mean, I know it doesn't, but I'm asking you, you don't, you're not seeing any roadblocks. Nope, not at all. Yeah. I don't think diabetes stops anybody from doing anything really. So yeah, there's some, um, there's been someone on in the past who's fighting for a certain pilot's license for people and actually making real headway. Um, but there were certain, I think certain truck drivers, certain trucks you couldn't drive in the past. I think that's gone now. And then certain, certain pilot's license you couldn't hold for. And I don't know the designations for the certain plates It's probably passenger planes, but, um, but I think they're even making real inroads in that. And actually, glucose sensing technology is a big part of why people are being able to, uh, or people are able to make headway there because they're able to, oh, show, wow. you know. So uh, that kind of leads me to, do you still have that pen that the nurse doesn't know how to use? Do you still have that pen that the nurse doesn't know how to use? No, I'm actually on the Omnipod Dash. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're the first Dash person I've spoken to. (laughs) Really? I think it may be true, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, I love it. So Ah. I started, let's see, it's August now. I started the Omnipod in late June. Okay. And you began right away with Dash. Like, so you've never used the, like the second generation PDM. Nope. Just started the Dash. Cool. That's excellent. Yeah. So you have basically a small cell phone in your pocket that you can give yourself insulin with. I do. Yep. It's great. The only issue I do have with the Dash 
is if I put it on my thighs, obviously I sort of forget about it. So when I'm putting on my leggings or putting on my jeans, I'll run into it and sometimes it'll just pop off. Oh, okay. So with so. just with so with your sight in general, if you don't think about yeah. it on your you just you'll you'll get used to that eventually. I think that I think everyone who's had diabetes longer than you has just said, Oh yeah, that, that happens in the beginning. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. So you went to insulin pumping. Are you using a glucose sensor or no? I am. I'm on the Dexcom. Look at you. <laughs> get you to do an ad right now. <laughs> so when did you find the CGM? Did you find it before or after the pump? Yes, I found it after the pump. Okay. Um, I was still pricking my finger back in July. Um, so I'm very, very, very new to Dexcom. And I actually learned how to use it on my own. So I didn't even go to my endo. I opened up the box, read the directions, and did my first one on my own. So, <laughs> so, so this is really interesting because I see this online a lot where people are like, they sent me my stuff, but I'm supposed to wait for the trainer. I have a, I have, hmm. a, I have a, you know, I'm set up with them six weeks from now. And I'm like, wait, gee, you're going to wait six weeks? And, and then, you know, you'll see somebody come into a thread and say, I should just go ahead and put it on or find a YouTube video. It's easy. And I don't disagree with it. It's easy. But some people feel very compelled to like, no, they told me to wait and they wait. Did someone yeah. tell you to wait or were you, was that not even an issue? My um, endo actually told me if I get the Dexcom, she believes that I will be able to do it myself. So she was like, if you feel comfortable with doing the Dexcom by yourself, definitely do it. If you want to make an appointment, I can make an appointment for you right now, but um, just do whatever you want to do. And I was like, you know what? I can probably just figure it out. And she was telling me how it sort of works mm-hmm. and how I'm supposed to put it on my body. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can do that. Just pretty much sounds like my pump. It's so. interesting. Your generation is fantastic because, <laughs> no, seriously, because like, you know, just even like you're, you're accustomed to things being an app, right? Like just mm-hmm. one, you know, one razor thin sliver of light on your cell phone, right? That's, that's the thing that makes this do that. And, and the idea of, you know, going and you know just getting information from another person and that's how you can figure something out. Right. It's interesting because those people I was talking about who seem scared are usually in their 30s. Like they're usually yes. a little older mm-hmm. or they have a kid already and they're like, "Oh no, there's rules. Someone said this and this is what we do." I don't know right. I don't know what Dexcom or Omnipod or any of the companies actually say about that. Like I don't know if they're kind of bound by the FDA to say you have to have training. Or if your doctor saying no, go ahead is the okay to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, something that's really that's so. Re- you didn't have any trouble though. Well, when I started the Omnipod, um, I remember them telling me not to use the Omnipod without the Omnipod trainer. Mm-hmm. Which I actually went to my endo's office and I got five pump classes from my diabetes educator. Okay. So I didn't get an actual Omnipod trainer. It was just five classes with my diabetes educator, and that's pretty much the classes that I needed. Gotcha. That's cool. And you don't you didn't yeah. run any trouble. You weren't like, oh gosh, this all went incredibly wrong. You weren't bleeding on the floor. Um, it's just all more <laughs> <laughs> just like you weren't bleeding out, yelling, I should have waited for the trainer. Uh, <laughs> no, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> I actually don't think that could happen. But um No. <laughs> but that's just uh it's just it's I like that. I like the idea of it. So okay, so how have you found pumping versus shots? Um, I love it. I love the fact that I don't really, 
I'm not really aware of me getting insulin at all times of the day. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of how I used to be, you know. Um, I didn't really have to think about it. Obviously, when I eat, it's a different story. I'll have to pre-bolus and all of that. But yeah. it's nice to know that I'm getting insulin at all times of the day. Without having to stop and calculate and, and right. inject and stuff like that. Right. I, I think you're just an interesting you're you're just an interesting person to speak with because you're right in that sweet spot age wise to be able to easily accept technology. And you've just recently mm-hmm. diagnosed. You don't know anything about the versions of diabetes that have come before pens, right? Uh, you, you know, no CGM. Uh, you know, boiling your needles. You know, boiling your urine. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like that. That <laughs> right. stuff just is. It's a story to you. It's not a. It's not right. a. It's not a real part of this world. And do you feel like you understand your care? Yes. Um, in the beginning. I was very, very, very scared, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was worried and I was like, mom, like you need to have me, you have to have my call like on loud at all times. Like I'm going to call you if anything goes wrong. And obviously she was like, oh yeah, um, definitely call me if you need anything. And she actually just couldn't, she couldn't even wait for me to get a CGM. She was like, wait, so there's something that you can get where it monitors your blood sugar and it can let me know when you're in dangerous ranges. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, you need to get that right away. Yeah. <laughs> so she was super excited when I got my Dexcom just because she has access to my graph and stuff. Yeah. So she can look at my blood sugar. She can check up on me. And she definitely just needed that reassurance that I am okay. I'm going to be okay. So it's, it's um, telling obviously about diabetes that at 25, your mother still feels the same way as a parent of a three-year-old. Would yes. feel. Yeah. Just, you know, yes. Just mm-hmm. Stay in the house and we'll, uh, we'll all just live here until it's over. Right. <laughs> right. There's no reason to go and outside. I actually, right. I actually live in an apartment with my boyfriend and we're actually in the same unit as my parents. So my parents are just upstairs. If I were to be anywhere else, I think my parents would be more worried about me, you know, because I'm just downstairs. They can walk downstairs and I'm right there. Yeah. Or burrow a hole through the floor and just jump in real quick if they There you go. Yep. (laughs) That's interesting. Hey, that, so you, you, you moved out, but basically didn't. But basically didn't. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah. How's the boyfriend taking the whole, like, so did you live together when you were diagnosed? Yes, we did. We've lived together for about a year now. Gotcha. Um, a little over a year. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like if you weren't living together, he could have been like, "Oh, what's that?" Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll call you next week. And but (laughs) right. See you later. (laughs) But I'm assuming you're working more towards a more uh, serious relationship if you're if you're together and and living together. And yeah, do Mm -hmm. do you have a feeling for how it impacted him at all? Yeah, he was very, very, very scared. Um, I know for a fact he saw me in the hospital and was like, "Wow, this is really an eye opener for me." Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really, he was really great. Took care of me. Um, he he would ask me what I can eat and what I come, what I feel comfortable with eating, and um, he would make sure that I feel as comfortable as possible at all times. That's great. Um, even his parents came to visit me at the hospital. His parents are lovely and they even provided support for me. So 
Nice. He was absolutely great. And they didn't yeah. try to. They didn't like mm-hmm. pull him aside and go, "Hey, could we get one with a pancreas that works by any chance?" <laughs> right. No, it was nice. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard stories before of um, there have been people on here who uh, who know that their partners' uh, parents tried to dissuade them from being with them when they got diabetes. That is just so crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, and and vice versa, by the way. Also, just great stories like yours where everybody's mm-hmm. just like, "It's it'll be okay. We'll all do it together." Like that kind of thing. Um, right. But, but yeah. it's definitely. Uh, you know, it's a mixed bag of of the uh, of the, of the responses you get. I would have to say more of them mm-hmm. are positive than negative, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, mm-hmm. still, it threw me off when the first time someone said that. I was like, "Wait a minute! Your mother-in-law told your husband not to marry you?" you, you know? Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Doesn't she know that's the opposite <laughs> of how that works? Your kids always do the opposite of. They should have said, "I'm all for this. It'll be great." Um, right. <laughs> so is and I mean, go, go ahead. No, 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 you. And I mean, I did have thoughts of me, obviously I want to have kids, right? And I had thoughts of me ended up having a baby and what the chances are of them having diabetes and all of that stuff. And I asked my endo about it. She's like, look, it's not promised that your kid's going to have diabetes. Um, and I wouldn't worry it at this point. So I would come home and I'd be like, oh, what if my kid's going to have diabetes? I don't want my kid to go through this. And my boyfriend was just like, just chill out. If we do have a child that has diabetes, you'll know how to take care of him. Just think about it that way, him or her. Right. So just think about it that way. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I mean, I guess I will know how to take care of them. <laughs> the perspective is, is interesting because, and I, I reference him a, a lot because on this issue because it really struck me when he said it, but as a former baseball player who's actually a, a currently with the Phillies uh, as a manager uh, or mm-hmm. a, a coach, Sam Fold, he's been on the, fo- the show a couple of times, said yep. type one his whole life. And I asked him about that because he's got four kids. And mm-hmm. uh, y- y- you could tell in his response that the, 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 the vibe of his response was, I'm fine. They'd be fine too. Like, I live yeah. a life. Mm-hmm. I'm a person. I live a life. This is me. There's nothing wrong with me. Why would I care if that was them? And right. it, it was almost as if he was saying, and this is me inferring from his answer, but I felt like he was saying to say that I wouldn't want, you know, obviously I don't want anybody to have any kind of roadblocks they don't need in life, but to say that I, yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have a kid because I didn't want that child to maybe have diabetes is like saying my life's not valid. And, right. Right. And, and I was really touched by that when he said, I don't know that I went into it then because I was a little like Sam Fultz on the podcast. I was a little excited, um, but I know him much better now. And uh, I just I I go over that a lot, and I think that that I think that it, you shouldn't have a kid if you have diabetes until that's your answer, because right, I think exactly. it might, it may say more about how you feel about yourself than it would about I don't know maybe I'm wrong, but it, it's an interesting thing to think about. I definitely agree with you. Um, I don't think you should have a child if you are thinking the worst for your child. You know. Yeah. Um. I think you should always be positive and always think your child is going to end up better than you even ended up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, and I do think seriously for your, for your own like idea of self-confidence and, and what you think of yourself to, um, if you can, if you can't imagine a child that is a, a, an image of you and feel good about that, I feel like that might be more about how you feel about what's going on with you than it is about the kid, you, you know? So exactly. I think you should mm-hmm. find, find a way to, to, um, 
to see that that other way to to see yourself in in a way that is redeemable and and wor- right. worthy of being you know photocopied and gone on into the world um, right yeah that's all i i just i never thought of having a baby as photocopying yourself until just now and i, I don't even <laughs> do people even photocopy anymore is that almost gone um, <laughs> it might be <laughs> yeah, my gosh okay so you live in weather wise uh, are you dead no, no, no. That okay. was my dog with okay. a toy. Sorry. Right. I don't know if you're sorry. I just like, I didn't know if I should stop the recording. I didn't want to be a witness to anything. That's like, get me out of a court battle right now if the boyfriend just, you know, came in the room and clunked you over the head with something. It's like, oh, crap, let me get out of this. Um, you live in one of the worst places in the world for weather, in my opinion. Uh, so oh, my God, yeah. Why did, they put, why did they put that city so close to that ocean? I think it's a bad idea. Um, how close? Yeah. How close are you to... Boston Harbor and that and that part of the state. so to Boston it takes about two hours to get to Boston so I'm not anywhere near the ocean but oh, okay our winters are absolutely awful it's a horror terrible yeah. no no uh, my son was in Boston years ago working out in January for uh, he was recruiting for baseball and it rained all day it was a, a horrendous yeah. day of rain right I mean we got done it was an indoor event obviously we kept going back to our hotel there's inches of water flowing across the ground and you know, he's exhausted from his day and we go back up to the hotel room and he's like, I'm going to take a shower and then I'll just sit here for a little bit and I can get something to eat after that. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I'm talking to my wife while he's in the shower and my wife's like, it's going to snow where you are. And I'm like, no, no, it can't because there's two (laughs) flowing inches of water on the ground. There's no way snow could. And by the time I get off the phone with her, there's six inches of snow on the ground. And I was like, we live, this is the worst place in the world. This is absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's definitely Massachusetts for you. Snow shouldn't be able to start forming on the ground when there's running water on the road. It's all I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with that. That whole thing should be a beach is what I'm saying. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Someone made a huge mistake building a building there for, I I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure it's lovely. And the people who live there are probably like, screw you. This is fantastic. But you cheated us out of a Super Bowl, so I hate you. Uh, But but that's fine. Um, (laughs) I don't even... I'm not even a Patriots fan. I don't even care that much about that. (laughs) It still sticks with me a little bit. So um, anyway. All right. Well, I think we've learned a lot about you. And I want to learn a lot about now kind of where you feel like you're headed. So so you're in just in such an interesting time of your life for people to hear. I think for people with younger children or maybe people who were diagnosed not in this kind of the sweetest spot of diabetes technology that we're in right now. So you really don't feel any limitations. I mean, you said that you want to do something that's strenuous and, um, you know, you're gonna have a gun. Uh, so that's not like a, you're not like, Hey, I'll take a safe job and I'll kind of step back from, you know, the world a little bit. Uh, you've, you've seemed confident about the idea of having children. Um, Mm -hmm. how are, how is management going? So, like, let's talk about that first. Are you honeymooning still, by any chance? Um, I am not. Did you? No. I was, yeah, I was honeymooning for about a month. Um, It was, I would say it was, like, March I was honeymooning. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was only for a very, very, very short time, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. And so you've had, you know, CGM and, and, and for about three months now or so. And yeah. uh, do you base your management off that? Like, how are you and I talking? Is one of the things you Googled, did it lead you to this? Um, I actually found you guys through Spotify. I listened to the podcast, or I listen to podcasts all the time. 
Um, I even listen to podcasts while I'm at work. I'm not supposed to, but Shh, no, you keep don't. That a it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no one minds. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to keep the so insulation actually... out of your ears, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I was actually on Spotify and me being newly diagnosed, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to see if there's any um, diabetes podcasts. Hmm. So I looked up that. I found another podcast I didn't really like. I don't remember what it was called. So if it's another diabetes podcast that you didn't like, <laughs> please feel free to name it right now. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, so but that's good. You found a couple and you listened through yeah. and you chose the one that was right for you. And, yeah. and that's it. And so what were you hoping to get out of it, do you think, when you started looking? Well, when I was newly diagnosed, I like I said, I didn't really have much knowledge about the whole diabetes thing. Right. So I was like, I wanna hear different stories. I wanna hear about if people went through the same thing that I did or how people went about managing their diabetes. So I started listening to you guys and I think it was a story that a young girl was telling um, about her diagnosis. And I think it was either her, or her mom that was on the podcast. Okay. And I was like, Oh my God, like I can relate to some things they're talking about. And the information was just really helpful. Because I just didn't even know what to do. Right. So this podcast is now your YouTube video? Is that the vibe? Yeah, this podcast is definitely my go-to podcast. (laughs) I I assumed when you reached out. It was a a softball question. I I knew you were going to say nice things. (laughs) But but no, I'm I'm joking about that. Am I? Yes, I am joking about that. I had to check with myself to make sure I was. I'm joking about that. What I was... um, what I'm interested in is that idea that you can find like what feels like big, really incredibly difficult to understand information that can seem smaller and digestible if it's deli- right. if it's delivered the right way. And, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm glad that that's how it hit you because it is my intention and you know, I don't always do what I mean to do. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess and I going guess. on the, going on the internet, um, you see all these big words that doctors use and you don't really even know what they mean. Mm-hmm. So the internet just sort of scared me. And when I heard your podcast, um, you guys were just talking about everyday life and you guys intertwined diabetes in it. You know what I mean? So I could understand you guys more than I could understand, understand the internet. Cool. So it was just sort of a comfort thing. I was like, okay, this will be cool. I can listen to this and, I can get used to this whole diabetes thing. Is it exciting to think that you'll end up doing that for thousands of other people? By, by, yeah, by recording? it's very exciting. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for you. Like you, you like closing the loop or I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> you're, you're coming full circle, I guess, is the idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, my gosh. Super there's, excited. I'm sorry. I'm, as you're trying to talk about diabetes, there's four different people messaging me on different social media things about their stuff. And I'm like, it's vibrating <laughs> under my leg to the point where I'm like, I should look. Maybe the maybe there's a tornado coming and my phone's trying to tell me. It's uh turns out I don't live anywhere near where there's tornadoes, so it's fine. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're from New Jersey, right? Yeah, there's really no tornadoes here because I'm Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'll be fine. Good. I just, you know, when your phone starts really buzzing and you get that feeling like you're like, maybe something is happening I should know about. Yep. <laughs> 
like, I don't want to be the last one to know that the town's on fire. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to be the last one out of the town. Yeah. It's probably just somebody disagreeing with me about something instead. You said this and you're <laughs> wrong. All right. Uh, <laughs> doing my best over here. It helped Jordan. Right. It cut me a break. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I'm, I, I, I think about your situation and how quickly you sort of matriculated through it. Because you're mm-hmm. you're in a really interesting spot right now where you have stability in your life around diabetes and it's and bigger ideas around your life in less than a year. Right. And and that's incredibly exciting to me to think that you were able to go from feeling like a new person, which meant, you know, everything in my life is new and different and scary and raw, to being mm-hmm. this comfortable person that you are now eight months later. I'm just I'm super excited for you about that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And yeah, at the beginning, I definitely didn't think I would be at the point I am now. I definitely thought that I would mourn a little bit more than I did um, and have some more grief. But I sort of, with all the support that I had from my family, I felt as though I was going to be okay from the start. Obviously, I was sort of upset in the beginning. Um, Obviously, I didn't want diabetes. But I had to take into consideration that this isn't going away ever. So I'm going to either have to deal with it or I won't be living anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think that's actually an important step. That concept of, look, this is here now. Right. You know, I can't ignore it. I used to talk about it in the past about like, you know, getting a bill at the beginning of the month and and not opening it. Well, that's stupid. Like it's. Yeah, because it's, it's still it, going to be there. It's still in there. Like, it, you can't just <laughs> ignore it. Like, I mean, you could, could put like a deck of cards over top of it, but it's still just a bill under a deck of cards. So right, exactly. Y- you just have to, you have to just go, okay, this is it. I'll dive in. I'll make the best of it that I can. And look, and look what you did. You found so many good avenues for yourself that there wasn't a ton of bad. And had you, yeah. not, had you not mm-hmm. looked down those roads, you would have been stuck standing still imagining the worst. And right. and that really is, I, I'll tell you, it's, I don't know if it sounds trite or Pollyanna or what, but I really think that worry is an incredible waste of imagination because you yes. really are just making up things in your head when you're worrying. It, yes. You have no real, no, I mean, you know, like, like, don't get me wrong. You're in the room, there's zombies outside. It's <laughs> fine. Go ahead and worry. But, you know, like, but, but don't sit in a world where there are no zombies and worry about when they're coming because they're, right. they're not real. You, you know, so it just is, a, it, it, it happens to people. And I think some people are more genetically predisposed to that worry. And, mm. and some people aren't, you know, as much. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it breaks down gender lines or if it breaks down age or if your past experiences. I'm sure all these things have something to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I know I feel very, uh, I'm, I, I have a real caregiver's mentality. Like I always had, always have my whole life. Like I, you know, I was just in a situation where my dad left my mom when my brothers were little, my mom went to work. It was sort of my job that kind of like, in oh, wow. you know what I mean? Like you have that feeling of like, these people are counting on me and yeah. then, and then you get married and you're like, Oh, it'll all start over again. And then my wife and I had a situation where she just had a better job opportunity. So I was like, Oh, I'll stay home with the baby. Oh, I'm still doing this caregiver thing, you know. Like you know, and now I, um, I feel like that towards the people listening to the podcast, which is, it's very fulfilling and it's incredibly, 
uh, not fair some days, you, you know, like there, there, yeah. there are mm -hmm. days when I, when I'm talking to people that I don't know, because I can't really stand the idea of what happens if they don't get the information right. that they need, you know? Right. Um, so I, it's my huge goal and my, the, 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 the podcast handle that so I can just reach all those people without talking to them one at a time. Uh, right. because that's not going to be a, a valuable way for me to help anybody with diabetes. Uh, <laughs> it takes a, a little too long and you're just get one when you're done, which is still incredibly, um, it's amazing still like, don't get me wrong. Like to see, to talk, yeah. to mm -hmm. talk to somebody on a Wednesday and have them send a graph that looks like a horror show. And then right. on Friday morning, they're like, Oh my God, everything's better. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you just started, but I know it feels better. I'm excited for you and they're on a better path and then they're, they're sort of on their way, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea that it reached you like, and even in such a crazy way, like Spotify, like I, re yeah. I mm -hmm. remember when the company that hosted my podcast was like, you can get on Spotify now if you want. And I was like, I mean, do I care? And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So like there was a day that I spent doing stuff like back and stuff that you will never know about the podcast where, mm -hmm. I, where I sat there and thought, I wonder if anybody will even listen this way. And like years later, it found you. It's very, yep. cool. very, very, I cool. did. Yeah. It's so exciting. <laughs> and it's definitely, it's definitely helped me just hearing all the stories and all of the advice, um, that you guys sort of talk about. It's definitely very helpful. I'm so glad. I'm glad. Is there anything that's gone horribly wrong that you've learned from? Like, have you had any moments where you're like, wow, screwed that way up? Um, not really. Um, I haven't really had a blood sugar that's gone above probably like 300. 300 is definitely like critical. Right. Um, but obviously me being new, I still get into the like low 200s. But I haven't gotten to anywhere near 300. Which is really, really good. Yeah, um, and I'm still sort of, I work out a lot mm -hmm. and I have a personal trainer. Um, and we do like CrossFit type workouts. So it's very hard for me to monitor my blood sugar and either do a temp basal rate or if I'm lifting he heavy weights, <clears throat> I actually don't do a temp basal rate at all because my blood sugar goes up. Yeah. So it was definitely hard in that aspect to get used to working out in different workouts, do different things to my blood sugar and so forth. So the Dexcom is definitely helping me out with that. Because I, uh, <laughs> it would, I, it would be very difficult without it for certain. Yes. Did you yeah. see just the other day we, I put up an episode. It's a, a new pro tips episode about exercise. Oh, you did. Yeah. I didn't even see it yet. Talking about all the things you were just talking about and in way in depth with Jenny. So uh, oh, awesome. I might enjoy that. I'll definitely have to listen to that one. Yeah. So what is, um, so what's success? I don't, I didn't ask you if it was okay to, if you don't want to share, you, you absolutely can, but what does success look like? Like, or what is your A1C you're shooting for? What kind of variability you are you with your standard deviation, all that kind of stuff that you're yeah. looking at? Well, when I was at the hospital, my A1C was at a 13.6. Mm. Um, that's when I was in DKA. Yeah. Um, and then in let's see when did I see my endo I think I saw my endo in June early June and my a1c was at a 6.4 wow that's, yeah that's great that's a, <laughs> it's wonderful so it was a huge turnaround she looked at me and she was like you don't know how good this is I didn't really even like know because 
I didn't really know the whole concept of A1C and what it should be, what it shouldn't be. And she was just like, you cut your A1C in half. And I was like, okay, cool. And she was like, this is really, really, really good though. I was like, okay, awesome. (laughs) So I thought I was on the right track in managing it well, Mm -hmm. which I was. That's excellent. And and what do you think the, like if I told you, you can only give, I don't know, two or three ideas from the podcast to another person. What do you think you'd give them? Um, let's see. I mean, if I were to talk to someone with type one diabetes, actually, you know what? My college friend, she was a softball player. I was a lacrosse player in college. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the same year, same age. Um, and we were very similar. I got along really well with her and <clears throat> we stayed in touch after we left college and she actually messaged me, I would say two, three weeks after I was diagnosed saying she was diagnosed with type one diabetes. That's, um, that's random. Yes. <laughs> so weird. So crazy. Um, but yeah, she was diagnosed and I actually told her about this podcast. I was like, do you listen to podcasts? She's like, no, I don't really listen to podcasts that often. And I was like, well, there's this one diabetes podcast that really helped me. Um, so I told her about it and I was like, they have doctors on the episode that talk about diabetes and advice and all that stuff. And I was like, they literally cover everything with life, diabetes, everything. Um, and I told her, this podcast isn't really like a diabetes overload. You guys don't like talk about um, diabetes the whole hour of the um, episodes. You know what I mean? Oh, I can't you guys imagine. get off into different yeah. topics yeah. and you don't sort of overload diabetes, you know? So I, I appreciate that because I, I was very early on in the beginning. I was like, I mean, how could this like sustain? <laughs> like, like how could, how could I, I, I thought about myself, like, would I, I always kind of tell people like you, you know you could have the secret of life and if you if you tell it the wrong way or your audio is bad people won't listen. You, you know what I mean? Right. They're going to be like I'm not right. listening through static to find out the secret to life. Um <laughs> you, you know I uh I'm not going to listen to you know and you know I've got a couple of reviews that I think would disagree with me but like inane banter that goes on forever that's about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know like I think that this should be about something. It should be valuable and it should be right. entertaining and it should be light. Because, because I could sit down and have a different conversation with you right now that's super serious. And I would, you know, I mean, I don't know how you'd get through six or seven minutes of that before you, you know, as a person listening, you'd think I, I already live this life. I don't need to be, right. I don't need to be hit with it. It'd be like if I was depressed and I let somebody pour a cup of depression over my head, you you know, like (laughs) I don't, I don't need more. Thank you. Got plenty right Right. here. Um, I just think uh, the way you described it, like I was hoping you might say like, oh, I tell people like, you know better to stop below than be high or something like that. But just your, the way you characterize the show was so nice. I was like a little misty. I thought, well, I, <laughs> I can't even speak about it that like, if you asked me to describe the show to you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done as such a complete and loving job as you did. And, like, <laughs> I don't think I could speak about the podcast the way you just did. Well, I do love it. So <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. What? Yeah. So, all right, we have a couple of minutes left. You're going to be the perfect person to ask this question of. 
Okay. I've never said this on the podcast before. It comes up in my personal life all the time. And I'm <laughs> and to whoever wrote the review that called me both egotistical and elitist. That hurt. Oh, I wow. don't feel elitist at all. I do feel a little egotistical sometimes. But um I <laughs> Everybody I, can. Yeah. I guess I uh, okay, but fair enough it's someone's feelings. Um but I'm trying to make a fun thing here for a second. So in my private life, when I speak to people who listen to the podcast privately, mm-hmm. they are often starstruck in a way that, trust me, completely baffles me because <laughs> I don't obviously see that about myself in any way. Right. It mm-hmm. baffles more my family. So if <laughs> I'm on the phone with someone and you can kind of hear their voice come through, I look over and my wife's eyes have rolled straight up the back of her head they're down by her, they're down by her ass now they've rolled so far around you know and and she's just like why are people excited to talk to you and i'm like i don't know just let them have their feelings you know so are you is it exciting to be on this podcast oh yeah it's definitely exciting um when we first began the call it was kind of weird like you saying my name you know like you talking to me because I usually hear you talking to other people. I usually listen to you saying other people's names. But now that you're talking to me, it's like a whole new story. It's it's very interesting to me. Like, you should be on my side of it, where I'm, like, sad for you that you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sad. It's very nice, first of all. But but um, have, do you, in your personal life, ever speak to me out loud? Um. Not really. Good no. for you. I think that shows real stability no. because a lot of people <laughs> say, I talk to you in my living room or in my car and I'm thinking, I don't know that that's something you'd want to be sharing with other people, but okay. <laughs> but I understand what yeah, they're saying. I mean, I just love listening. Um, I don't know. There's something about like your voice that's like calming, <laughs> you know? Thank you. Um, so I do like listening to you. Um, do you think I, I think could... you have a lot of helpful things. Do you think I'm working too hard on this diabetes thing? Should I be doing one of those um soothing podcasts instead? What are those called? Do you know what they're called? Yeah, the um I know what you're talking about. Well, um like the relaxation yeah, podcast. Yeah, there's like a word for it though. Hold on, we're going to um, figure it out together. We've got Google. You figured out how to use an insulin pen. I can figure out what this is called. Right. <laughs> um Come on. How is it not? It's like our people listening right now are like idiot. It's this. But yeah. I don't I know. I can't even think of it. Damn it. This is so upsetting. <laughs> we had a real nice moment here. Like I, um, I, I, I saw a person on television the other day and it was their job. Oh my God. It's right. Huh. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's not MS. Oh my God. This is terrible. MSNBC came up when I typed MS. That's not helpful. Google <laughs> help. Jesus. You know, what I'm, figure it out. My kids would know. Because they're young yeah. mm-hmm. and, and right. I'm not. Um, but I could maybe do that. I could maybe just be like one of those people that's like, Jordan, it's time to go to bed. Close your <laughs> there eyes. You go. Dream. <laughs> breathe deeply. Wow. Because those things get mad downloads. And and I don't have to know anything about diabetes to do those. Oh, yeah. All right. No. All right. So you've it's really super interesting to me because this podcast has been up since the beginning, the very beginning of 2015. And we're we're talking now in the middle of 2019. And when you refer to the podcast, you say you guys. So do you think of, do you think of Jenny when you're saying that? Or are you thinking of like a Royal, like we, like the idea of 
like an entity on the other side of your earbuds? How do you think of it? I sort of, yeah, I sort of think of you and Jenny as like a power team um, because I do listen to those a lot just because Mm -hmm. I do want to hear her insight. Of course. um, Just because I'm so new. So I definitely want to hear like a doctor's perspective of um, everything that I'm thinking about. But obviously I still want to hear you talking with her and you relating actual real life to the medical field. So I have the soothing voice, by the way, just for clarity, I know you mean this, but Jenny is a certified diabetes educator. She's not a doctor. Okay. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And she's, you know, she has diabetes, has had it for a very long time. She's like a certified nutritionist. She's got a whole bunch of things. She's like, you know, went to school for. Uh, Yeah. That's sort of like my diabetes educator. She's a nutritionist. She has cooking classes at the medical center I go to and stuff. So that's cool exactly like my diabetes educator. In my heart, I'm so happy that I met Jenny because she and I think about diabetes so similarly, but mm-hmm. yet, but yet when we speak about it, the words are all different. And so I think we're a really good blend, you know, when we Yeah, when we you guys definitely are. Yep. I appreciate that. Totally I, agree. I appreciate so much about this. Um that it's uh it wouldn't be it would take me another hour to tell you exactly how much I appreciate it. But uh Yeah, I, I, oh my god, I appreciate being on here. So well, thank you. Well, if we say appreciate one more time, we'll have to name the podcast. Jo- I know. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan and Scott appreciate each other. <laughs> and Jenny. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we're done now. But I'm so I don't want to curse because I'd like to try to leave this in, but I'm so <laughs> pissed that I can't think of the word. For the I know, pop. and you'll think about it later today, and it'll come up. But yeah, but that doesn't help us now, Jordan. I know. Right now, we're recording. This is what's real. The real world doesn't exist when this microphone goes off. Okay, because no <laughs> right. one can hear it. Damn it! <laughs> no, I'm joking about that. So I'll I'll tell you. I'm gonna. Do you have a minute? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, Arden met Tom Holland this past weekend. Oh my god! Super excited. Arden was 15 year old Arden who lobbied her orthodontist to get her braces off three weeks early so that she can meet Tom Holland without her braces. Oh my on. God. <laughs> uh, got that accomplished. Um, decided that the ombre she had from when she was little made her look young, went back, had the, had the fake color stripped out of her hair to go back to her natural <laughs> color was, you know, three or four times went back and forth. I'm just going to wear a Spider-Man shirt. No, I'm going to wear a nice outfit. I want to look good in my picture. I want to look fat. I mean, on and on and on. <laughs> right. She, goes i might have to have her come on and tell she will never like i can never get her to come on the podcast but maybe she would you tell should. The story. Yeah, i trust I would me. love that i ask her and she's like no she did consider she's a friend who has type one and i think maybe she oh, wants okay. she wants to do it with her sometime so maybe i'll just maybe one day i'll put them in front of microphones and and let them talk to each other and i won't even be in the room we'll see what happens there you uh, go but but so she goes in she's got this big plan now keep clear that there are thousands of girls my daughter's age at this thing who I I believe all think that with the 30 seconds they're going to have with Tom as their picture is taken, (laughs) he will marry them. Right, right. right. Like I believe that teenage girl, I'm pretty sure they all are like, she's told me recently still, it's been days. She's like, I got rushed in now. They're so fast. It's unfair to Tom. He won't know how great I am. And uh, (laughs) he didn't get to know me. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. So she goes in with this big plan. She wants to she she wants to tell him that her and her friend who are there have a bet that they'd like her to be able to remember his name from the time the picture's taken to hours later when they'll get to meet him for like a signature and autograph on this picture. Mm-hmm. And so Arden gets 
her friend goes first, does like some like handshake that Tom Holland does that she had to perfect it. My daughter was like, oh, I was going to try the handshake. Can't do that now. So, so, so now Arden's like, she's re- she's got, I'll tell him, definitely going to tell him about the bet. She gets so starstruck. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't come out. And yep. she starts telling him about like, my friend and I have a bet that you can remember our names. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to remember your name. And she's like, well, then, and as the security people, they, she's already taken the photo are shoving her through to the other side because this <laughs> poor guy's going to be taking pictures for, you know, ever. She yells, remember that I'm a diabetic. <laughs> oh. And then she gets outside and she goes, That's awesome. why did I say that? <laughs> and I said, I, I don't know. Why did you say that? She goes, I was just trying to say something I thought would be memorable for the next time I saw him. Oh. So the whole day she's just like, why did I say that? Like, not that she cares that he, she has diabetes and she said, oh, she's just like, why didn't I just say like my name or anything? Well, right. I bet he'll remember her though. <laughs> well, then she so made herself uncomfortable about it through the rest of the day that when she went to get the the signature, I'm like, are you going to say, hey, I'm the crazy person who yelled, I'm a diabetic? <laughs> I'm the crazy diabetic. Yeah. And she goes, you know, I don't think it's going to be good if I remind him of that. I was like, probably not. I, they're probably looking for you right now to kick you out of here. You know? Um, and so she just kind of quietly went by. And she's like, the worst part of this is that because I was busy, like, trying to remember what to say, I didn't hug him. And I was like, gotcha. So she's getting her autograph. And he's like, hey, where are you from? And she's telling him and everything. And he's like, well, thanks for coming. And I don't know what else they said. And then she just goes, can I get a hug? And, uh, And he's like, yeah, sure. And he, like gets up and leans over the table and hugs her. And then we got outside of the thing and I looked at her. I was like, she's going to be happy for like a year. Like she was just so thrilled to see Spider-Man. It's hard. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) That is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was. But anyway, um, if you need people to remember you and you just want to scream at them, I'm a diabetic. Maybe that will help. Yeah. (laughs) I I will remember that. (laughs) And it's new to me too. So it's like, it's new news to me, so I'm just going to yell it out. You'll be super I'm excited. I'm a diabetic. Yeah, you'll be super <laughs> excited. I just was so um, – in the end, I'm telling you the story because I just it, – it was it was just – I was very proud that whatever my wife and I have done over the last couple of years, that she wasn't in any way like obstructed by saying out loud in front of what really was throngs of people, I have diabetes. Like she just right. – she was not put off by it at all. And Good. Uh, yeah, I just hope, I hope, mo- I hope most people can live like that. Like in a way yeah. where they're just not, right. you know, they're not, ups- they're not ashamed. So right. Jordan, I thank you very much. I am going to jump in the shower and then come back and record an episode with Jenny. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you being on. Take care. Take care. Nice I, to meet you. You as well. Hey, huge thanks to Jordan for coming on the show and doing such a great job telling her story. Thanks also to Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast. Please go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox and dexcom.com forward slash juicebox to learn more about the sponsors. Also, ASMR is what I was thinking of just a few moments ago in the recording. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And there are these recordings, mostly on YouTube, where people either whisper or like scratch their nails on things. Like, I don't know all about it, but I'm telling you, it's huge. Uh, But I'm not whispering into this microphone. I think it would just be weird if I was like, 
like you to relax so you can sleep. I don't think that would be a good use of my time. Or should I be like a deep voice ASMR? I don't think that's how it works. I can't just be like, hello, how are... Anyway, obviously I wouldn't know what to say even. This has gone on long enough, don't you think? Anyway, ASMR is what I was trying to think of. Uh, It's sort of meaningless, but you know. Okay, that's all I got for you. It's now 11.45 and I need to go to sleep. I genuinely hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. I really had a good time talking to Jordan. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you're still listening now, you must be a huge fan. So this is why I put this information right here. I've launched a webpage called juiceboxdocs.com. It's juicebox, D-O-C-S, juiceboxdocs.com. The goal of that is to create a list of endocrinologists and diabetes educators, people who listeners of the show are using and love, trying to put together a list of agile, smart, tech-friendly, savvy, juicebox-friendly kinds of doctors because I get a lot of requests from people about, do you know a doctor in this area or this area? So if you've got one of those great docs, send me an email with all the information. So go to juiceboxdocs.com first, see the information I'm looking for, click on the link, send me your doc, and we'll put them in. But only if they're great. Make them great. If they're not great, we don't want to share. You understand? And if you need a great doctor, endocrinologist, certified diabetes educator, etc., check out juiceboxdocs.com. Also, I want to thank Alan, who told me that when I'm talking about diabetesprotip.com, sometimes it sounds like there's an S on the end, and there's not. It's diabetesprotip.com. That's a webpage where all the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes are collected in one place for easy listening and sharing. Thank you very much, Alan, for sending me that note. Everybody have a great day. I will see you soon.